Hello, you're listening to a Zen Studies Society podcast. To learn more about our community of Zen Buddhist practitioners, please visit zenstudies.org. Thank you, Shinge Roshi. I appreciate the opportunity. So good to see you all. Um, before I get started, um, hopefully everybody can hear me. Um, I wanted to take the time to thank uh, those at Daibosatsu, Hoenji, and Soboji for holding space and keeping the spaces going. Uh, it's such an effort and it's such a work. And um, I look forward to being at uh, DBZ in about a week or about a week and a half actually. So I just wanna say thank you for all that you do because it's not an insignificant thing. Um, as we get ready for uh, Oban, um, I was actually uh, going to talk about my favorite poem uh, by Arthur Rimbaud. It's called A Season in Hell. And um, the first page and the last page pretty much get it. But today um, there were some circumstances uh, that changed uh, the scenario. And um, so I have a saying that I like to use. Some people know that I'm in uh, 12-step recovery. I, I do refuge recovery as well. Um, I've been in recovery from addiction for 34 years and, um, and uh, codependency uh, going to Al-Anon for uh, 11. So, the expression that I like to use is the details of our pain are all different, but in my experience, the suffering feels the same. So uh, the details of my, my pain is uh, recently, you know, I work for uh, also, uh, my natural Buddha field is working with addicts. I've been a professional counselor, um, program administrator, clinical director. And uh, so our, uh, our medical director, who was a very, very close friend and mentor, uh, Dr. Joseph C. Bisholti, um little more than 60 days ago died. I didn't even know that it was possible to have an aneurysm in your stomach. And unless you're right there in the hospital at the moment that it happens, your chances of survival are very small. After that, uh, Junpo Roshi, who was the one who accepted my application and brought me to DBZ, uh, who at the time uh, wanted to use the open space program. 
And one of the things, you know, there was Chuya there at the time, but he wanted to, to do a version of helping addicts because he was in recovery. Um, and so he wanted to, to try that. And so uh, Jumpo, gone. His was kind of slow motion, but still, it hurts. And so, on Monday, my Al-Anon sponsor, her name is Ruth Frisco, um, she uh, lives in Columbus, Ohio, and um, she is a musician, a dance instructor of some renown uh, in Columbus University of uh, Ohio State University. Um, there's an actual grant and scholarship there related to Ruth. And um, she, for the third Monday in a row, she went to this jazz club to go dancing. I didn't even know you could dance to jazz. That seems like an oxymoron to me. And so what happened is uh, she went, I was actually in, a, she does this like online group. She's Buddhist by the way, and uh, has, uh, practiced in Thailand for a while. So um, she went to the jazz club, was dancing on the dance floor, the dance instructor and collapsed and died quite unexpectedly, quite suddenly. Eight hours before I had been talking with her, there was no indication, no sense, no feeling of feeling bad at all. And so this death of my sponsor, um, for me, it's extraordinarily painful. But I have a sense that all of you can relate to the suffering. Um, I'm fortunate, you know, um, how I came to Zen, um, you know, this could sound a little hard, and uh, but it's Rinzai Zen. I was absolutely stupid. You know, coming there to DBZ, you know, meeting Jumpo, my first, my, my children call me uh, the Dharma dork. And so, um, you know, I'm not entirely hip, but uh, so the first time I met Jumpo, he was um, on Beecher Lake and he was coming in and he was rowing the canoe. And, um, and as he was brought the canoe up to the shore, I was, picking it up to help, you know, pull it in and almost knocked Jumpo out of the boat backwards. Uh, that's not how you want to start a relationship with uh, the vice abbot of the monastery, not wise. Um, that said, some of the, the ways, you know, coming in, I just, mm, it, my experience with Zen, DBZ, Al-Anon are the same. Just no knowing, no idea, 
and just fumbling around a lot. And uh, looking at the Dharma Hall at uh, DBZ, I knew who the Buddha was. I didn't know that to the left of the altar, his name is Munju Basatsu. And the sword cuts through the delusion. And lesser known, perhaps, on the right-hand side, riding the white elephant is Fugen Basatsu. Universally worthy. All beings are universally worthy. And whereas Manjushri, Munju Basatsu, it's about this wisdom that um, Fugen is about wise action that without action that's wise, there is no awakening. And so, um, you know, talking about this and Ruth's death, you know, she had this wise activity and this wise action for this person, you know, and it's okay, you know, I have permission from my daughter and my ex-wife to talk about this. But uh, especially with my daughter and her addiction, um, how I actually ended up meeting Ruth was, um, it was after my daughter almost died. She flipped her car with her boyfriend. Her boyfriend was driving uh, six times, broke her neck. Uh, her right arm, which has uh, quite a bit of metal in it. And um, her mom threw um, our daughter at us because uh, we were separated at the time, working on a divorce. But she admitted that she was drinking and using drugs with Michaela. And since I was in recovery, she's your problem now, fix her. So uh, a lot like a baby given to a Zen master and say, oh, is that so? <laughs> I did, and she got better. And after 77 days, her mom got mad um, because they were extraordinarily close and uh, it was triggering some things in her um, that she has since uh, joyfully gotten help for. Uh, she removed her from my home and uh, Michaela went back into active addiction and um, and to be quite frank with you, with uh, 24 years of recovery, I was 100% disoriented. Um, and was um, perhaps um, even a bit suicidal because I couldn't fathom everything that had gone on because it was really so bad. If you saw the pictures of the car, it looked like someone took 
uh, a very beautiful car and compressed it into the size of about um, a door that you would walk through. That's how bad it was, literally. So I moved to Ohio because um, that's kind of where my recovery tribe is. I really enjoy Columbus. There's a lot of wonderful things about it. And I ran into Ruth and was introduced to her and she became my sponsor. And the first thing that Ruth said to me was, an airplane cannot take off out of a hole. It would be okay if you built a runway for yourself. The other Ruthisms, uh, you can be right or you can be happy. I've never met a happy perfectionist. Seho, instead of doing what you normally do, which is always upping the ante on yourself, raising the bar and driving yourself crazy, what if you took a temporary vacation from that and for one week, see what it would be like to lower the bar on yourself? instead of turning everything into an Olympic sport. What could happen if all these people that you always want to leave everybody uh, in the room smiling as you're exiting the room and happy and... What if you stopped doing that and stopped accepting responsibility? for what belongs to them. She once asked me, you know, in the process of talking about that, which was, what would, what would happen if you accidentally won them over? What would, what would it be then? You know, it was kind of like a koan, and she was very, you know, in the know with that stuff. And I said, I have no idea. And she says, you'll be stuck having to win those people over every single day. <laughs> so stop trying to win everybody over. Lower the bar, pick the easy ones, the ones who don't turn friendships and relationships into Olympic sports, then you could be way happier. All wise action. And my mentor, guide, and friend, that wave that coalesced that was Ruth, Shogyo Mujo, Shogyo Mujo, endless transformation. So I've been sitting with that this week, not sleeping very well, to be honest. Um, lots of Zazen. Uh, it's like my brain has been 360 degrees and there's just been this ceaseless stream of like downloads. I've just been writing, 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 writing it out. 
because that's the way I process is just by writing it down. I don't even necessarily go back and read it, but I just write it down because if I don't, it just stays in my head. So today, you know, um, there's this thing I, I wrote after her passing and it's uh, from Zen master Joshu, Jushin. And it's uh, from a book called Radical Zen. It's the sayings and doings. And um, student approaches Joshu and asks, what is Buddha? And Joshu, uh, who was, uh, his keisaku was his mouth. He could strike. He said, you know, what is Buddha? And how I translate the word Buddha, and this is one of the things, you know, I wanted to mention earlier is we really, you know, for me, at least in my practice uh, over the last 33 years, I've been doing a lot of retranslations. What does this mean? Like, how would we say it in our culture? Not like back in the time originally of DT Suzuki, but today. And uh, and I've had fortunate to uh, spend some time with some people who have helped with that. So uh, the word Dharma, uh, this one, the abbot of Shakya Monastery, Kenjumpa Rinpoche, he said, well, the closest thing that you really have to America, to Dharma, the way we actually mean it, would be grace. If you looked at Dharma as grace, that could be helpful. How I translate Buddha is uh, kind of like Jiko in Japanese. It means um, universal identity of loving presence. So what is Buddha? What is this universal loving presence? And so Joshu replies, you are universal identity of loving presence. You are Buddha. And that seems impossible and improbable. There was a time when there were some things going on and I was really captured in self-doubt. And, um, and then Ruth looked over at me. We were at this uh, restaurant, it's called Co-Size. It no longer exists. But uh, Ruth said, kid, you can't do it wrong. And I looked over my shoulder and I said, are you kidding? Do you know how many bad decisions I've made in my life? I, how can I not do it wrong? You're crazy, old woman. Give me a break. And because when she said it, it sounded the same thing as what Milarepa had said. I want to live and die without regret. And it makes me feel, or used to make me feel the same way as when I looked at Fugen Basatsu, universally worthy. What could it 
feel like? What could it be like to be that? And so the way I've done that through the trajectory of my life is working with the American Untouchables. POCs, indigenous tribal people, addicts, alcoholics, people who have mental health issues, went to school, became a counselor, eventually became a clinical director, specialized in adolescent treatment. And started working with the people nobody else wanted to, to mess with. To discover within them that bodhisattva vow that all beings are universally worthy. The details of our pain are different, but the suffering is all the same. Uh, this bowl, by the way, that I have here, this was given to me by, some of you know her, Ginko uh, Kathy Blackman Neosho, working with cancer, but she gifted me this bowl. This bowl, the reason why I'm using it today is it was made by Genki Takabashi Roshi. And the black glaze on it are from rocks that came from Daibosutsu's and Beecher Lake. And somehow he took them, melted them down, and turn them into a glaze. And uh, the counterpart to this bowl was the last tea that he drank from, the sister of this bowl. And I'm very happy to have it. And feel very honored that Genko Neosho trusted me enough to have it. So this thing that we're talking about, um, and I'm definitely going to leave space uh, the, for discussion, but this universal identity of loving presence It doesn't look the way today as it did the day before. It won't be the same tomorrow as it is today. One day when I was living in Seattle and I was training at 
Chobo G and I was one of the residents there. I brought my daughter out there to try and help her get clean. Didn't work out. She was down in this place uh, south of Seattle called Federal Way. And she was staying at a kind of hotel. And, it, and she describes this and she says, it's all right to talk about, but um, she was engaged in prostitution, human trafficking. And she called me and she said, dad, I need your help. I don't wanna turn any tricks today. Would you pay the hotel owner $25 so I don't have to do that today? I don't wanna go out and get dope today. Universally worthy, that was an easy koan. Of course I will. No problem. It's not my moment to judge you. I'm your father. I love you 360 degrees. Bodhisattva's vow isn't about when things are easy. It's when they're not. This other woman who sponsored by Ruth, wonderful woman, delightful woman. Uh, I call her super old timer and you know, my main fellowship that I attend, Narcotics Anonymous. And um, I was talking to Leslie that night. She was the one who called me and she said, I don't know what to do. The, I don't even know how they found out, but the, uh, there's this eye center and they're asking for Ruth's eyes. I have no idea how I should respond or even if I should like call them back. You know, it, it's so my caller ID. And inadvertently, I laughed. I said, are you kidding me? Ruth would be ecstatic for someone to see through her eyes. She had so much life. You know, if she put organ donor on her driver's license, it's probably, probably because Ruth meant it. And Leslie laughed and said, oh my God, <laughs> of course, <laughs> of course, <laughs> of course. Fugen, universally worthy. Who will get Ruth's eyes? No idea. Is that person worthy? Absolutely. Ruth would be joyful. I spent 10 years with that, that woman. Many hours sitting, talking, learning, discussing, learning how to live again. Talk about Sashin. The years of my daughter's active addiction was about 11 years. Try being on Sashin for 11 years. 
no breaks. Genjo Roshi, who gave me Tokudo, called my situation endless family sashimi. And that's exactly how it felt. That's exactly how it thought. Today, my daughter is clean two and a half years. Last weekend, she was here visiting and making amends to her grandfather. She stole eight guns from him, sold them to drug dealers, and used the money from uh, a job and also from the COVID relief and paid her grandfather back, making an amends, the restitution and also saying, Papa, I want to heal this relationship and I love you and I am so sorry. To some, that may not look like Buddha, but to her dad. I love what the sign says at the beginning of the mountain. Drive with reverence and awe. That's not a punchline. There's so much beauty at the beginning, middle, and at the top of that road that leads up to Daibasutsu Mountain. But in order to, you know, and this is one, one of the things that I have not enjoyed in Buddhism and much of the learning over the years is, They'll say, become Buddha, you will be Buddha, get enlightenment, Kensho, Satori, whatever, whatever, whatever. But the reality is there's nothing to get. We are it the whole time. There's no magic. You know, I thought there was smoke and mirrors. I, you know, uh, insufficient person, let, let me wake up to Buddha nature so that I can become a 2.0 or 3.0 and be the person that I wanted to be. And the whole time, Eroroshi, Junpo, Genjo, Shinge Roshi, no, 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 I want to close my words before opening it with discussion. One of my favorite books, I know that he's not in our lineage, but he did love Zen Master Hakun, uh, is uh, Kodo Sawaki Roshi. They called him Homeless Kodo. And um, my favorite book, other than this one, by the way, which you can't get, I got this when I first started at uh, DBZ. Rinzai Roku, I wish it was still in print, it is fire. But uh, 
Koda Sawaki says in a commentary on the Song of Awakening, the Shotokan, he says, we can use a mirror to see our face and body, but how can we see our ego? It's enough to do zazen, zazen, zazen. Nothing compares with Zazen for exhibiting ego. All our ugliness appears during Zazen. The ego's ugliness, not our authentic nature, is what I would say. The more pure the Zazen, the more clearly we see into ourselves. And the more clearly we see, the more the ego appears dirty, particularly the id. It's got a lot of fear, restlessness, irritability, disconnection, and discontent. He goes on to say, to truly know yourself and by extension, what is not the self, you must do Zazen. Dogen Kigen Zenji wrote in the Genjo Koan of the Shobo Genzo, to study the Buddha way, the way of universal identity of loving presence is to study the self. To study the self is to forget the self. And the part of the self that Zazen he has taught me to forget is the selfish, self-centered, self-obsessed mind that's not real. It's a, it, it takes the reality, copies it, and hands it back, reconfigured in unreality. To study the self is to forget the self and, and so to know what is truly not. To do Zazen is to know oneself truly. It is the power of the Heart Sutra, the wisdom that is so profound and absolute that ego does not have the ability to even, even fathom it. So to end, um, one of my private things that I don't share with, because, you know, I do have an online presence because that's how I run into people who are in trouble. And um, is I love to make origami. And the reason why is, is I tell people that recovery, addiction, codependency, Zen is not folding ourselves, but how is it that we can take these creases and these things, see through them and unfold. But in reality, how does it, how long does it take us to get out of a place that we've never been? How long does it take not to be someone 
that we truly are not. Student asked Joshu, what is Buddha? Obviously us. All we have to do, zazen, 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 turn down the volume level. It's not to, like some one guy asked me one time, how do you get ego death? I'm like, you don't. How, if, you, if your ego died, how would you ever make it across the street, kid? How about keep the ego, use it as GPS, understand that here's the sidewalk, here's the oncoming traffic, there's the street, wait till the car passes, and then just keep going and don't litigate what the guy is driving or whatever, or narrate, just move. For those who will be at DBZ for Oban, I look forward to practicing with you. As the Kese approaches, I look forward to participating in Kese. This place, DBZ, one way or another, has been my home. I am so grateful to Jumpo Roshi for inviting me in because I honestly did not feel entirely worthy when I rang the bell at the gate. Thank you, Shinge Roshi, for the honor. This has been a Zen Study Society podcast. If you found it to be of interest, please consider making a donation by visiting zenstudies.org slash donate. Thank you for listening.